going to read from John chapter 1 with my reading glasses. <laughs> Verse 5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does, doesn't extinguish the light. Verse 9, the true light that shines on all people was coming into the world. The light was in the world, and the world came into being through the light. But the world didn't recognize the light. The light came to his own people, and his own people didn't welcome him. But those who did welcome him, those who believed in his name, he authorized to become God's children, born not from blood nor from human desire or passion, but born from God. The word became flesh and made his home among us. We've seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. tonight talking about something that I, I think, once I share it, is going to make most of you judge me, <laughs> maybe all of you. I'm going to talk about my taste in movies tonight. Okay, so here's a breakdown. Here's how it, how it goes. Um, I don't like scary movies. I don't like gory movies. 
I don't like Lifetime original movies. Don't get me started on those. Thank you. I heard an amen. Um, I don't. I, I can handle superhero movies as long as the violence is kept to like a, a like a low level, low summer violence minimum here. So on that note, I don't like violent movies. I don't like even movies that have. Anna gave me a. Huh. I don't like. I don't like movies that like imply the violence or the gore because even if it, it happens off screen, I'm going to be thinking about it for the rest of my life. So I can't handle. I can't handle that. Um, I don't like movies that make me cry. I have enough going on in my life, enough going on in the world. I don't need that right now. Okay, here's what I do like, in case you were wondering. Uh, here's what I do like watching. I like classic movies from my childhood. I like Disney movies. But I don't like when the animated movie suddenly becomes live action or vice versa. Like, Mary Poppins, I need you to pick a lane and like stay in that lane. I like comedies. In case you're wondering, I like uh, romantic comedies. Um, I don't like calling them rom-coms because I don't like unnecessary abbreviations. Yes, yes, I'm very fun to hang out with. You are right. Uh, there's one other genre of movies that I realized that I that I don't like. This is a late in life discovery. Um, I was in grad school, went to grad school in Pasadena, California, and I was going with my friends to see a movie. We went to like a local theater, kind of walkable from campus, uh, and I didn't know though that this theater only shows indie films. <laughs> independent films, like direct from Sundance films. And so the movie we were watching that night, it had Jennifer Aniston in it. So I thought I was safe. Like I thought that was like the comedy rom-com. You know, I thought like I was safe seeing a Jennifer Aniston movie. Uh, but the whole movie, not super clear who I'm cheering for in the movie. Like the whole movie, not really sure who the good guy is. And, and then about two hours in, the movie stopped. Like, it ended, and the credits rolled, and the lights came up, and, and there was no happily ever after. <laughs> there was more like a, hey, we're done telling the story, or, or we ran out of budget, but either way, <laughs> you got to go, like, this is it. And there was all these, like, loose threads to the story, and on this, all this, like, unresolved uh, conflict, and, and, and it just, it just, ended. There was no turn for their better. There was no, but wait, just hold on. Look what's going to happen now. It just ended. And I just sat there before turning to my friend and saying, what was that? <laughs> what did I just watch? Of course, let's be honest, that's how life can feel, right? Like all these loose threads. Like where's the, where's the happily ever after? <laughs> When's that coming? When's that kicking in? Some would say, well, that's the difference between fiction in reality. Some would say that we love stories precisely because they are ways that we try to make sense of our actually scattered, fragmented lives. Or does this desire for our lives to make sense, for things to hold together, does this desire actually point us to something that's really, really true about us? about our world, about reality, and about God? Can the loose threads of our lives, all those broken pieces, all those fragmented pieces, can they actually come together? Can they actually hold together? Is there actually a way to make sense of our stories? The Christian scriptures, the Bible, we believe as, as Christians, actually tells one cohesive story. It's a story that I believe makes sense of all of our stories. It's the story of God. 
That's the story that you've heard tonight, the story we've been retelling and, and rehearsing in the beginning, God. And we find ourselves in that story, all of us, all of humanity, created in love, for love, by love, God who is love. Now the story, it takes this tragic turn, like three chapters in. It takes this tragic turn. You heard Sarah Grace read part of that earlier tonight. Genesis 1, Genesis 2, perfect. Things are going real well. Every human being made to know God, to know their creator. Every human being and an image bearer with this inherent worth and dignity and beauty made to reflect something of the joy, something of the goodness of God. Invited to make something really good and beautiful of our world with God. But Genesis 3 is the, is the tragic turn. It's the turning of the story. This treason, all of us, this rebellion against God, this running away from God. And this mutiny, it sends shockwaves through all of creation, all of God's good world, plunging our world into injustice and, and chaos and all those threads coming apart. And so we gather tonight on this dark, cold, well, it was actually kind of warm today, um, dark, warmish night in the middle of December, proclaiming this. The story doesn't end there. It's not credits roll, lights up, what was that? It doesn't end there. The story doesn't end there. Your story doesn't end there. My story, it doesn't end there. The story of our world doesn't end there because God, the author of the story, actually writes God's self into the story. God shows up in the flesh. Jesus, God embodied, born into our world. I forgot I had these on. <laughs> And in his life, and especially somehow mysteriously in his death, in his death on the cross, Jesus holds all the loose threads, holds them all together. That Jesus resolves the unresolvable. That Jesus reconciles the irreconcilable. And the story claims that Jesus is raised from the dead, conquering the unconquerable death itself and all the loose threads are brought together in Jesus, all that was meant to be, all that could be, all that God desires, all that we long for, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in Jesus. And on every page of that story of the Bible, on every page, every chapter, God and God's unrelenting love won't give up on us. God and God's unrelenting love pursues us. And at just the right time, in the fullness of time, the climax of the story, God sends his one and only son that whoever puts their trust in Jesus will have life, life with God, life abundant, life here, life now, life forever. All the loose threads, all the seeming dead ends, all the, it looks like there's no coming back from this moment, all of our, our selfishness, all of our failure to love, all the heartache and heartbreak, all the destruction, all the death, somehow in Jesus, being resurrected, made new, restored. And all of us are invited to join God in this work of renewal to send shockwaves of grace and mercy and hope through all of creation. One day, all will be well again. That's the promise found in Isaiah that Kimberly read a little bit ago, that death itself will be no more. So yeah, we're going to eat pizza. <laughs> 
Because one day all will be made well. And all the tears are going to be wiped away. And God himself has shown up in the flesh. So yeah, we're going to raise a bless. That one day all will be made well. All will be made new. And somehow, even here and even now, God is up to something. Shockwaves of grace are going out. And we're invited in. We get to be a part of it. So yeah, we're going to wear goofy glasses. On this dark, warm night in December. And proclaim all over again. That the hero of the story is God himself. That the story turns when God shows up in the flesh and that we're invited into life with God, life that begins here and now and goes on forever. How do you accept this invitation? By saying yes, like you would for any invitation. By putting your trust in Jesus and following him, even if it's just one small tentative step. If you want to say yes to this invitation, this life with God. I'm going to lead us just in a couple moments of prayer and invite you just to simply open your palms towards the ceiling, just a posture of openness, receptivity. Maybe for the first time, maybe just in this season, maybe just in this moment, again saying, yeah, God, yes. Yes to life with you, openness, surrender, trust to whatever you're doing in my life. And I want you to think about that. I'm going to leave you with a question Where is God at work in your story right now? What's God up to in your story right now? Think about your journey. Think about the week you've just had. (laughs) Think about the year, maybe, you've just had. Where's God at work in your story? Maybe just a moment, God will bring a word, an image. I don't know. Maybe there's a relationship, something that's going to pop up into your mind. What does it look like to be open to what God is doing? Just to be receptive. So I invite you just to take a moment of prayer in the quiet. Just ask, God, what are you up to in my story right now? Thank you, God, that this story, the true story of the whole world, the story of you, the story of us, is defined by your love, God, your unrelenting, never giving up love. And I pray as we sing, as we eat good food and drink tonight, that you would remind us all over again that we are held in your love. Would you lead us into this dark, warm night to proclaim that good news to others? that God has shown up in the flesh for our rescue. In Jesus' name, amen. If you are able,